So I have to admit, I geek out a little bit about pain science. And I think the reason, (laughs) the reason for me geeking out on this topic is because I have seen it profoundly impact our clients in their pelvic health journey. There is so much nuance and you can get as geeky as you want to about it. I wanted to focus today's podcast episode on how I integrate pain science into my pelvic health sessions with my clients so that my OTs feel confident and so that our clients feel confident. They're not, they just didn't attend some PhD lecture on neuroscience, but they're actually like, wait, this is how I can integrate this information into a meaningful way today that profoundly shifts some antiquated notion I had around pain. So if you're into it, I invite you to stay and join me for today's episode. New and seasoned OTs are finding their calling in pelvic health. After all, what's more ADL than sex, peeing, and poop? But here's the question. What does it take to become a successful, fulfilled, and thriving OT in pelvic health? How do you go from beginner to seasoned and everything in between? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are inspired OTs. We are out-of-the-box OTs. We are pelvic health OTs. I'm your host, Lindsay Vestal, and welcome to the OTs in Pelvic Health podcast. So something that is often very new for our clients is that pain is our brain's alarm system in order to get our attention, right? It wants our attention. It's saying, I have something I want you to pay attention to. And pain is just one way to get our attention, right? There are so many ways for our brain to get our attention. Pain, fatigue, hunger, thirst. And all of these are outputs of the brain. So pain is actually produced by the brain, not the tissues, this is actually fundamental in our conversation today. I'm going to I'm going to get into why. Stay with me. How I layer this concept of it being an output of the brain and make this relatable, especially if I really feel like this is an important concept for clients to understand is mentioning vision, right? So vision is produced by the brain. And we get this information through sensory inputs right? Most of our clients get this connection between the brain and sensory inputs. So our eyes are not actually seeing. It's the sensory input that allows our brain to see. Our brain is making sense of that visual information. They get that, but we often don't then carry it over with pain and its relationship with the brain. So when we kind of explain it like this, it can definitely be an aha moment for them. Now, back in the 1600s, the thought process was simply that pain nerves send a message to the brain. Now, we now know this is not true. We have known this for, I don't know, like 25 or 30 years that the brain decides whether or not to produce pain based on context, our emotions, and our physical health. 
And of course, our nervous system health. If we're already wound up or overregulated, you better believe that that interpretation of pain is already closer to agitation. And when I refer to this in my note taking, when I'm working with a client, I will often say something like, we went over pain comes from the brain education, right? Client was educated around the concept of pain as an output of the brain. And then homework is something like client was encouraged to recall instances where they've had tissue injury, but no pain, such as maybe when they had a bruise that they discovered on their leg that they don't even remember how it got there. I know that happens to me all the time. I'll even say something like client reviewed the pain knowledge quiz by Mosley as a means to begin addressing the misconceptualization of pain. Now, if you don't know this quiz by Mosley, I highly encourage you to check it out. I've got it in the show notes. I'm good. There's about 12 of them. And I'm going to read you a couple right now. And I'd love for you to, to pretend you're my client and you're coming along this journey to me, coming along this journey with me. And I want you to answer true or false to the following few statements. Number one, pain only occurs when you're injured. True or false? Number two, chronic pain means the injury has not healed properly. True or false? Number three, the intensity of pain matches the severity of the injury. True or false? By starting to ask these questions and engage in this dialogue with our clients, our clients really start to see that pain is so much more complex than just the physical state. It can be so worthwhile to add to this conversation and ask your clients, is there a story they're telling themselves that's influencing their experience? Right? Is there something in their past that was a pivotal part of their identity that really kind of is, is playing in the background when things get a little bit more sensitive or a little bit more intense in their lives? Stress is starting to add up. And is there a story, a background soundtrack that is actually playing that can in, absolutely impact the experience they're having? When we ask ourselves this question or our clients this question, I find it really opens the story up in their mind to ask, what else is going on in my life, right? You may hear things like, actually, I'm really stressed right now. I just got a new job and about a week later, my back started hurting again. This starts to open up the connection between whether the pain could be due to emotions and not necessarily the physical output itself. The experience may have sensitized the nervous system and is really influencing and communicating the pain. Now, this often prompts questions not only from our clients, but from the OTs I support in my various online courses such as OT Pioneers, an introduction to pelvic floor therapy for occupational therapists, to ask, is pain real? Here's the thing, my friends. Pain is always real. It is always real. The new information is that it may not be due to the physical input. 
It could be caused by an emotional input. It's a sensitized nervous system and it produces a pain response. In this very first visit with my clients, I want my clients to know that I listen, right? As OTs, we profoundly recognize that listening is the most powerful therapeutic tool that we have, really listening to people. So I want my clients to know they are heard. So I tell them, along with all this information, that pain is always real. It's not just in their head but that the threat could be biopsychosocial, not purely physical, right? Now, if you know me, you know uh, I love the biopsychosocial model, right? I even have a course named after it, OT Elevate, the biopsychosocial approach to colorectal conditions, right? It's kind of my follow-up course to OT pioneers. And the biopsychosocial model is looking at pain from a tissue-based perspective, while simultaneously recognizing the psychosocial and emotional considerations of pain. Now, if we're just looking at it through a tissue-based perspective, this would be in line with the biomedical model. But we are looking at it through the biopsychosocial, right? That pure whole person model. And this is a no-brainer in my opinion, because there's an increasing amount of evidence that says that our social interactions are a strong determinant of health along with the psychological and tissue contributions, right? All of these factors need to be taken into account. So you can see why OTs and that OT perspective bring so much to the table. We look at that whole perspective to deeply understand the experience our clients are having and we treat it appropriately so that the alarm system quiets and is capable of change. For us, this starts at the intake, at the functional pelvis, when I was seeing clients in New York City in my concierge home visit service, we had a lengthy intake process with outcome measures that really start with acknowledging the lengthy forms, right? And and it actually says this on my form. We take the whole person approach and we want to understand all of the different aspects of your experience, right? So pardon the, you know, 10 pages you're about to fill out, but it's because we care, right? And when I would meet the client after they filled out all my paperwork, they'd often say, I get that. Or, You're the first person to really understand everything that's going on around my pain. You're asking questions that I didn't know were related, but I actually think that makes a lot of sense. Now, this also means that we refer out when needed, right? We work together with referring parties in our community to really help our client in the best way possible. And as OTs, we are uniquely positioned to do this, right? Physicians simply don't have enough time to look at these constructs or educate the client on all of this or build rapport that it takes to evolve this deep relationship or to ask further questions that may seem unrelated, such as they've come to see us for bladder issues, but there's actually a 25-year history of constipation. And so, of course, it makes sense that we may refer them out to a nutritionist if some of the more basic recommendations that we're providing our clients are just not moving the needle enough. 
We have time for this in our practice. And we're building that rapport in order to get the best information out of our clients. Sometimes information they don't even know was inside them because they didn't stop to reflect and no one has ever asked them before the connection between physical symptoms and their emotional health. Now, OTs in pelvic health offer a psychologically informed practice, right? We look at the psychological constructs and how they affect pain, and this helps inform us what to do next. So we screen for the bio. We offer distress inventories. Some of my favorite that I talk about in OT Pioneers are Things like the fear avoidance scale, low positive affect scale, the depression anxiety, the fear avoidance. There are so many good ones out there. And the thing is, humans are so multidimensional and pain is so much more of a human condition than a medical condition. This means that we can't just treat the tissues when we see there is so much going on beyond that bio piece. And it could be as simple, right? Literally, it could be as simple as encouraging them to start moving in a novel way. So if I am piquing your curiosity and you want to learn more about this, I want to share with you some thought leaders in this area, and I'll include them in the show notes. They are Lorimer Mosley, David Butler. He's got a great book called Explain Pain and Explain Pain Supercharged. Neil Pearson has a book called Understand Pain, Live Well. They have great resources to check out. But my main message today is to encourage all of us OTs to be bold with our roots, really step into what our framework is rooted in, the biopsychosocial approach. This is what differentiates us as practitioners. We take this whole person approach and our clients intuitively feel it from the beginning. That intake process, that time that we're taking to spend with them and to listen to them speaks volumes. Our active listening speaks volumes. Our task analysis speaks volumes. Pelvic health does not have to be a cookie cutter approach that focuses solely on the tissues. In fact, it is my innate belief that it shouldn't be. It needs to be trauma-informed whole person informed, bringing us back to what as OTs we innately know, starting with occupation and treating and addressing what truly matters to the client and human being sitting across from us. Thanks for listening to another episode of OTs and Pelvic Health. If you haven't already, hop onto Facebook and join my group, OTs for Pelvic Health, where we have thousands of OTs at all stages of their pelvic health career journey. This is such an incredibly supportive community where I go live each and every week. If you love this episode, please take a screenshot of this episode on your phone and post it to IG, Facebook, wherever you post your stuff, and be sure to tag me and let me know why you like this episode. This will help me to create in the future what you want to hear more of. Thanks again for listening to the OTs and Pelvic Health Podcast.